Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in with what you need, when you need it. I'm so glad that you're back. This week, I have a great conversation with Naji Ali Ladd. He is a poet, a former athlete. He is currently a business owner in the greater Seattle area, and it was an incredible conversation. He also recorded a poem for us today, and I'm going to start off with that and then jump right into the conversation. Thanks again for being here. All right. This one's called Elevated. All the fancy clothes and designers don't buy you no love. And all the Instagram likes don't prove that you are above. Love yourself better. The outside things are not conceivable. Create pathways to accomplish the unbelievable. The way our people are framed still, shit just still the same. So we change up the game only to lose our slave names. Drug and alcohol keeping us paralyzed in our brains. I never sleep thinking about my process each and every day. And I say elevated. People know me as Najee Ali, uh, but my legal name was Najee Ali Simon. Oh, okay. But since my grandpa passed, I changed it to Najee Lad Ali. Najee Nasir, Lad Ali, I added Nasir because I, nice. I wanted to add an African name because, you know, I do know where I come from and I wanted to add a name with meaning. Yeah. And uh, my grandpa's added Aziz and stuff to his name, Naeem, and stuff like that. So I added Nasir, and uh, he always wanted me to add Lag, because that's my family, my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the NLA part, Najee Lad Ali. And, and uh, yeah, so that's my name, and that's how it came about. Named after a saxophone player. And Seriously? The, and the boxer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I used to play a saxophone. Really? I yeah, sixth grade through eighth grade. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's something I never knew about. (laughs) Yeah, and then I quit because it got too heavy for me to carry. Like, I didn't grow any taller. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, but the (laughs) thing was heavy. Don't you have, like, special cases? Yeah. For it to carry around? To make it easier? There's no, it doesn't have wheels. You see, yeah, and I used to walk home from school every day, so. Oh, okay. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you said NLA is. Yeah. The new um, business you're starting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a business. I, well, when I graduated from Washington State, um, I graduated from Wazoo. Um, I had to figure out what I wanted to do because it's like, okay, so I'll take, I'll take it back here. So my senior, when I transferred into Wazoo my junior year for football and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, I just wasn't feeling it. Like I, my body and my mind and my head and all the hitting and stuff like that. Yeah. I just started to really start losing it and like it was ruining the way I I was thinking, it was ruining my attitude and my body just didn't feel right. And so uh I decided to take a step back. I decided to quit football. So like I quit like my senior go like after that first year, my junior year, that half first half of the year, mm-hmm. I stopped playing. And uh, I developed like dyslexia, so I ha- I did Whoa. broadcasting at Wazoo. Yeah. And I had a radio show. I did broadcasting, and then in uh, in the Murrow College, they found that like I was getting certain letters and stuff backwards. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's when I got kind of scared, and I just thought it was because of football, you know. And I didn't even like play in the games yet. I was like a walk on on the scout team. Yeah. But so, the practices are super Yeah, hard. I was hitting too. Yeah. constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly hitting, hitting, going against the best guys, the starters, you know. So, uh, and uh, I put things, that put things in perspective. I started thinking about life after sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
when I stopped playing, I was really depressed, you know, and uh, like my senior year, I was depressed, like to the point, like I didn't go nowhere, I didn't talk to nobody, I didn't, I was struggling. Like, yeah. I didn't have like a a good place to sleep because I didn't have no money and my parents couldn't help me, so I was like working at Jack in the Box, okay. What? I did not know this yeah. about you. Yeah. So I was working at Jack in the Box. Um, yeah. I didn't talk to nobody from home. I didn't care about how I dressed. I was just going to class and go straight home. Like, and so um, I went through that stage. And uh, what uplifted me was my mom. Because hmm. uh, she kept calling and checking on me and stuff like that. And my dad, he was just more so like, just because I'm not playing sports no more, he didn't want to like help me. You know, oh, what I mean? yeah. you know, so he was more so just like, you know, oh, maybe you should leave and drop out and go to Bellevue College or technical college. Was, my mom was like, no, you're heck smart. no. He, yeah. he, did, he did, came all this way. He ain't no, he he don't stay at university. Yeah. yeah. So one weekend I decided to come back home and uh, I met um, this guy. He was like high up in the school district. He's like assistant superintendent because my mom was head of homeless families in 99 schools mm -hmm. in the Seattle school district. Yeah. And so I went to the school district building downtown to visit her and I'll meet all the top people and stuff like that. And uh, I met this guy who, black dude, because you know, there's as far as uh, uh, young black men here, especially in Seattle, we can't really identify with a lot of yeah. older black men or see a lot of black men that like were in suits or doing. Yeah. business things you know what I'm saying that. that's why a lot of guys and women too as far as black women that's why a lot of them they don't stay here they like move to Atlanta or something or mm -hmm. DC but uh, I met him and uh, he has like PhD and stuff like that and uh, uh, went in the office and we had to talk you know just about why I stopped playing and my mom was like you know look at him he's doing good he's married he has PhD he, uh, um, you know he, he he don't play sports and he's making over a hundred a year hundred thousand mm -hmm. up to hundred fifty thousand a year and he's happy yeah you know and you know, that's a good amount yeah yeah but it's like I've been playing sports I was playing sports you know since I was like three so it's like that's my life like, yeah. you know what I mean I stopped playing basketball which I played basketball Central Washington freshman year I was on full ride to play football I played both all my life what made you decide to go to WSC instead then um it was more so okay I got was discovered on YouTube what? By, by University of Houston. Seriously? Yeah, for football. Okay. So they found me on YouTube. They, they like, look back to my past. They, they called people out here in Seattle, heard nothing but good things mm -hmm. about me. And um, and uh, uh, and then they invited me on a visit. They said they're going to offer me a full ride. I went on a visit and all that. And come to find out, though, there was this, like, uh, lady. at a 3-5 in college. 3-5. <laughs> Jeez, right. okay. And so I didn't go to junior college. I went back to junior college, Bradley, but I only went for sports so I could like try to get back to football. Mm -hmm. But she lied. She they investigated her and they found out she was looking up um, uh, all the black JUCO college transfers grades yeah. and like changing stuff and lying about their credit so they won't play and transfer in. Whoa! So I didn't find that out until I I flew in from Texas to Wazoo. Yeah. And so the reason why I came to Wazoo is because my mom, she would, after before all that, she was like, you need to apply to another school in mm -hmm. case something happened. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Moms know. I'm yeah. telling you, they do. Yeah, and I got in. Yeah. And I had that in my back pocket. So when all that happened, she was like, well, we're going to buy your ticket. You ain't staying there. Well, she was like, well, you want to just stay there? Just stay there. Don't play sports. You can play and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. join fraternity and just enjoy the college experience in Houston. There's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, folks that look like me and us. You know what I'm saying? So... 
I you thought you picked the whitest place in the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, but um, you know, it's just I was so stuck on the sports thing. So I was like, I just wanted to do the football. Like I wanted to give it a shot because I was still training and getting ready for it. Yeah. So I just my my cousin played basketball at uh, was with Michael Ladd, and so. And we were close, and his girlfriend stayed with him and had a baby, by the way, when I transferred in and stuff. But uh, uh, that's why another reason why I went there. Because mm, it was like, I'll, family. Be, yeah, I'll play football, and he played basketball there. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice. dope. So I flew in, and they picked me up. They were the first people that picked me up from the airport in Spokane. I had all my bags with me, had no plan on nothing. I just flew in. They picked me up in Spokane. I was living with them for about, like, three months in his little room with the, with the baby and all that. And his wife was pregnant at the time. Then she had the baby. Yeah. So it was like a little uncomfortable because like I don't want to be a burden. But it's like a little family. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a little family, but you know I want my own stuff. You know I, I don't like really. Depending Your on man. Yeah, and you know <laughs> I just you know I know they having a kid and all that. It's yeah. just like I don't want to be eating their food. I gotta get my own money, get my own food. Mm. So they helped me though when I first got there, and then uh, um, after that, um, what happened after that? After that. Oh. That's how I met you, though, right? Yeah, yeah. On the yeah. side of the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Because yeah, you were like, hey, you want to give me a ride? And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. So that's yeah, how we yeah. met. Yeah, yeah, that is how you met. Yeah. Dang, yeah. And so, um, after that, um, the coaches at uh, Wazoo found me a place, and I was staying with uh, Jake Rogers and Blair mm-hmm. Bomber. It was cool. You know, got to know different people mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so um but anyways like as time went along i stopped playing sports and um after i met that guy and my mom got her master's at seattle u mm-hmm. when i was like born around that time like, yeah i was like two and so she was like you apply to seattle u once you get into education mm-hmm. and you do this and that so i applied to seattle u got in in the master's in teaching program mm-hmm. got some scholarships for it and i was like up to leading up to my graduation year at wazoo and uh I was gonna do that. Oh, you had a plan like before you yeah. even left. Wow. Yeah, all planned out. I got my mind right and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and got into God. Well, I've been into God, but more got back, you know, on track as far as my spiritual. Didn't have that much knowledge of like I as I do now as far as the way I think when it comes to the spiritual and the Most High and things like that. But mm-hmm. I, I got my mind back on track, and uh, also right before I graduated, my grandpa had a heart attack. Oh. So it was like Dang. his fourth one or yeah. his fifth or actually third third or fourth one. Mm-hmm. And so he was living on 15% of his heart uh, up until recently when he passed, but he had a heart attack before I graduated. So I had to like stay back home. When I went to visit again, I had to stay back home extra days because- Yeah, just you wanna be close to him. Yeah, he was in the hospital. That's what he did, it was last minute. So yeah. I was dealing with thinking about that too. You know, and it's just like, it was struggle that last end, that last uh, run of mm-hmm. college. Cause it's like, you gotta keep your mind Focus. right. Yeah. You know, stay motivated and He's a, a lot of what pushed me up to now, so we're, 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 we were uh, real close. Um, but yeah, I got accepted in that. But when I graduated, um, I went back to the, community, the Boys and Girls Club I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, uh, called Rainier Vista Boys and Girls Club in South Seattle. Yeah, I've heard so, of that one. Yeah, I grew up there. Before it was nice. It was like used to be brick, like graffiti everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I came back there and I ran programs on the teen side. And I uh, taught Money Matters program and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like life goal oriented programs for like at risk youth level, like four, five yeah. kids, kids that like have ankle bracelets, you know. Yeah. You know, 
house arrest. They just need a little motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got going. And uh, Nikki Giovanni told me when I met her at BSU, when I started, because I, after I quit playing football, I wanted to change my image. And people have seen me as a dude that just messed with a whole bunch of females and played football. So I hated that. And yeah. nobody knew that how smart I was in high school. They just knew me from my wazoo when I transferred in. Mm -hmm. Or nobody knew how smart I was, period, because they never seen that side of me. So I tried to detach myself from that. And people started seeing that. They started having classes with me. I started doing poetry, like motivational speaking for vibes. Mm -hmm. And because um, that kind of frustrated me. But um, I, I changed that whole persona thing. And... Um, uh, I met Nikki Giovanni, and uh, this kind of after this kind of got going when she had a talk with me, and she was like, "Baby, you know," she was like, "Baby, I'll never forget this." We was talking because my mom loved Nikki Giovanni. Yeah, and, uh, she's inspirational, man. Yeah, she's cool. Mm -hmm. She was like, "Baby, you know, as long as you find and uh, something that you love, and you just gotta do what you love." What do you love? She was like, you got to do what you love, not what nobody else thinks. And don't do what nobody else thinks of you and what they think you should do. But, mm -hmm. you know, do what you love. You'll never be happy otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So, start thinking and stuff and uh, going to deep thought. And I love helping people and training kids, coaching. I like working through people. And I was watching, um, what's his name? Mark Cuban, the owner of Dallas yeah, Mavericks, yeah. Billy Billionaire. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was an interview with him, and he was like, basically talking about what got him to where he was. And he was just like, I was always interested in working through people. Working through people. Mm -hmm. That's, I was always interested in how people worked and working through people. So basically, I was like, okay, I'm just train people. I'm gonna empower people. I'm gonna work through people just like that. Mm -hmm. And I ain't thinking about money or like that. All that's gonna come. We do gotta get paid eventually, you know what I'm saying? You will, yeah. yeah I mean, so. people see things that are honest and like, they see the real you when you're doing things that you love. Yeah. And they're they're drawn to that for some reason. So yeah, you'll get paid eventually. Yeah, so I'm not like worried you'll about get that. you get there, yeah. Yeah, you know, once you do things in a genuine way and you do it because of your passion and all the other stuff will come, you know, then you know, start reading a lot. I read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. Really now I read a lot of books too, especially now. But I think like the whole, I think that thing that like, oh, no, you're good. I think that thing that like people, especially young black people, if they don't understand it, it's, uh, it's like uh, they don't understand the law of attraction and how the universe works. And, Ooh, are you into the secret and all of that? Yeah. And chakra meditations? Yep. Me too. All right. I don't have any uh, crystals or nothing like that, but yeah, I know yet. about it. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people don't understand who they were before they called us what, we, what they say we are now. In what way do you mean? When you go back to the Egyptians and the Moors and mm -hmm. the Moorish people and uh, from the from the Moroccos and um, how we created education and we created science and math and all this thought that has came about through other people but really it came from us. It's just because they burned our books. Exactly. Yeah, they, they burned our work. Yeah. And I think I start really getting into that because like my senior, my final paper was on this uh, DVD series called Hidden Colors at Wazoo. Mm -hmm. 
skin colors, it teaches you about the history that they hired from you from PhD scholars. So oh. I, re- I watched it like three times and studied it and researched it, took notes on it, brought it to the professor at the ethnic studies hmm. uh, class I had at Wazoo. He watched it and was amazed. Like he, he said everything was right in there. He's a white dude. What? And he was like, but I can't show the class because I'll get in trouble. Seriously? Yeah. So he told me to write my 20-page paper on it. And, uh, you know, that's when I really started getting into really thinking about who we are and, you know, just really, like, uh, connecting myself with the past and a different way of thinking to make things happen mm-hmm. that I think people can't explain. Because it's like a really higher level of thinking, which you try to explain to somebody, but they won't, it will just go over their head. Because they don't think it's possible. It yeah. doesn't seem like you have that much control over your life, but you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do. And a lot of that is because of our, our melanin and things like that that help uh, us think uh, through our uh, pineal glands that take our mind to another level. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of folks that don't look like us, they can't really they can't really uh, connect through that level. They can't really get to that level because we were great people. We still are, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to understand how we think uh, or how we connect on that spiritual level. But what got you on this, um, on researching the pineal gland and chakras and higher frequencies and all of that? How did you get there? Your grandma? My grandpa. Oh, grandpa? Okay. He always told me stuff, told me little things and I'll go look up. Hmm. But then there's also like people that I know out here. Um, who are, you know, who are trying to do things like create their own tribe or create their own nation mm-hmm. because we don't have no nation to represent us. To go to from a deeper aspect, you know, they kill they kill me. They get away with it because we don't have no nation behind us. Technically speaking, we you do. Yeah. You do. I don't because I was born in Seattle from America. Yeah. So, um, and that's why we have to know ourselves. And you know, because you think about it, like a lot of like Jadena. J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, they all know about this stuff. They do? You know what I mean? You got They have signs in their videos. They talk about it in their songs. Like, they know, and that's why they're doing so well. You know, a lot of us are just so, our generation is just so. Uh, it's a distraction. Crazy. That's what they're yeah. doing. It's the media. It's the <laughs> magazines, the apps. Like, it's just, it's a way for us to keep distracted and not really pay attention to what's going on in the world and how we can actually affect the world. Yeah. At least that's what I think, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. And we just need to stand together and come together and just make a change because nothing's going to change until we do something about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of another thing I'm doing what I'm doing. It's like I'm going to do it through sports. I'm going to do it through motivational speaking. That's what I really want to start doing poetry. I'm going to start doing that more. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandpa, he just, he was a pastor too. So. My grandpa, he played at Seattle U. He was in the Hall of Fame. He played for the Sonics for a little bit. He owned barbershops around Seattle. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of people know my family out here in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, then he was a pastor before he passed. So, and he just always talked to me about certain things, you know. And uh, he always told me, like, uh, it's in you. Like, you know, he, he understood how things were changed and 
Jesus' real name is not really Jesus. It was a made-up name mm. by whites when we, they brought us over here in boats in the 1600s. Mm. Before, and then which, in which they went, we went from Moorish to black to Negro, nigger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So To a word that identifies us, but we're not. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Jesus' real name is Yahweh. It's Yahshua, you know. So he understood that aspect of things, too. So when he explained things to me, he would just pre preach and talk to me. It's in you. Like, God is in you. Mm -hmm. It's like really in you. God is within inside you. You don't have to reach outside of you to, 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 to get that spiritual connection. It's already in you, so you can do all things. That is so true. You know what I mean. So yeah. we really know that, understand that, and you apply it because we can know th these things. We can know these things, and we can say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." But the thing is, you got to actually do it. Yeah. You got to actually apply it to your everyday life, and that's. I've grown to do that. Like in college, I read and stuff, but like secret, I read it, but then I had to read it again. I still haven't read it. You gotta read it. I should. <laughs> there's a thing in there called agape love. Called what? Agape love, right? Agape love, uh-huh. It's the highest form of love. Hmm. Um, what's the guy's name? I can't remember the guy's name right now, but he has the agape church in California. He was interviewed by Oprah on Soul Sun, uh, Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. Uh, actually might take a trip to California to go to his church but his church is based off spiritual sense uh, spiritual and love mm -hmm. people of all cultures and ethnicities go to this church it's not like you go to church it's like hallelujah thank you Jesus <laughs> oh shout shout which has nothing it's nothing wrong with that but it's, to be honest yeah, just because definitely... you're doing that doesn't mean you have a spiritual connection it doesn't it's, it, it could mean it's for the most part in like at some churches yes it's more so uh you're just more religious, if anything, but you don't have a spiritual connection. Because you can be religious, not a spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. Or you can act like you have a spiritual connection and just be but religious. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's really about the spiritual connection, connecting with the most high. You know, I gotta, gotta get his name. For some reason, I, I wrote notes and stuff hmm. from him, but uh, Agape Love, yeah, it's agape called love. Agape. Right. Okay, I'll um, look it up. Yeah, it's really good. Um, in and uh, yeah, so yeah, a lot of my motivation comes from my grandpa and um, books, and uh, I, you know I watch Oprah a lot. Uh, that is very surprising. Like, yeah. oh man, you're, so, you're just shocking me today. We're really, really catapulted. Everything was just my grandpa dying. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's which is still, thing. it's still hard now because it happened in October. It happened October twelfth, and so I was like studying, and. Uh, I was already kind of like changing who I was before that, but I was studying and uh, it was like night and then we had to run over to the house. This is how it happened. A lot of people don't know that I found me and my uncle. I found him dead, you know, yeah. so when I was running to the house, my auntie come out screaming outside. It was like a movie and I ran inside. My grandma laid out on the couch screaming and I ran upstairs and then my uncle was already there and he pulled, he, he uh, Flipped him over on the side. And he had mm -hmm. his hand on his heart, and uh, and uh, he was, you know, he was pushing him. He was trying to pump his chest. He was on the phone with the medic, and then you know, I'm bigger than he is, and so he was like, "You do it." And yeah. so I started pushing his chest, and then like, as I was pushing him, he just got colder and colder. And my mom was screaming behind me, standing behind me, telling me, "I go harder, go harder." And uh, my grandma was screaming downstairs, and Dang. and it's like uh, everything just stopped at a standstill. Yeah. It's like, boom, it's like, uh, I would, cause I was so busy and I stayed home that day. 
I was studying for, for my, my final paper into the quarter, my master's program. I was studying for my quarter, my end of the quarter paper. Mm -hmm. I was writing, typing it. So I stayed home from work. Mm -hmm. And he was home the whole time. And I was, and he, they stayed behind me. And so I thought, because he, he works in a school district, we got him a little job in the school district, he was seven. So I thought he was working. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's not there. But he was there. And that kind of like messed me up too. I was right there. Yeah, but I, I mean, you can't control things, and things yeah. happen when they're supposed to happen. Yeah. <sighs> so like when it happened, it's like my whole world just like I just cried for hours, and uh, he's just cold. He got colder and colder, and it's like he was in so empty. Yeah. You know, he's just. They say it looks. Like, it's like something's missing from that person after him. Yeah. You know, it's it de it changed me right there that night. Like fully changed me that night. Like I, completely different person. You know, I, I was a little just to myself for weeks. Four weeks, I took all work. I didn't talk to nobody. I barely was on social media. Didn't post no videos. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. I didn't train nobody until like a month later, and it was just hard for me. Like I didn't even care. It just makes you not care about the things that. Some of the things that you were doing, that you put in front of. Yeah, people. Certain things at certain moments, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was like now, even like now, there's a lot of things that I was doing and stuff like that. It just don't matter. It's like whatever. It's just like I'm not doing that. I really don't care. I don't yeah. care how people, how nobody feels or all that. But I'm not doing that. It's good. It's a good way to be. <laughs> My mom says that's uh, one of the best lessons she learned is that at some point you can't care what people think or what they're talking about. You just have to kind of do you and stop worrying about all the things that don't matter and she's like once she learned that she her life changed so yeah 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 so you know you, you know, it's just you put you start to put things that are important in, in uh, perspective mm -hmm. you start to put the things that are important in perspective and then uh i don't know it's just weird like there's nights i couldn't sleep there's still nights i can't sleep because i was thinking about that night yeah. and just and i just can't sleep and i don't want to go to sleep because it's like or I don't want to go, I stay up because it's just like, or watch basketball and sports. Cause it's just like, I just can't sleep. It's just like, I'm by myself in this world, by myself. So I'd be thinking deep about, thinking deep. Yeah. I would just be by myself, you know what I mean? It's just like, in my mind, I'm just by myself. It's just, the door is closed and it's just quiet. You know, so I meditate and stuff like that more. I sit and time to myself in my room. I just think, I write. Poetry. I'm at work. Yeah. I think about poetry. Freestyle poetry. Just have words. And I read books. I read like two, three books at a time. Just go back and forth reading this. I read this. And I do quotes and stuff like that. Make up my own quotes. And, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's hard, but definitely it changes a lot of people that are close to me in a good way. Like my sister yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of people that weren't as loving or couldn't really. Uh, receive love that much it like changed them because it's like it definitely does yeah. take a step back it's like he's gone and it's like me I'm the oldest grandkid out of 18 grandkids dang it's 18 wow. of us I mean you know well Mike is one of them kind of in a way he's like the 19th or he's like the first oldest kind of but I'm like my grandparents fool mm -hmm. I'm like their fool you know grand grandkid or whatever but you know we're all related we're all grandkids but uh Mike would say I guess technically he'd be older but um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, in there, yeah, it was just, it was just crazy to that point. Uh, in that year, 2016 is probably the worst year of my life. 
See, I think 2016 was the worst year for a lot of people because that's all I've been hearing. Just a lot of things went wrong in that year that just... Yeah, two, three people died for me in 2016. Yeah. My boy got killed in Portland. He was my age, went to Rainier Beach with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, he got killed. My uh, friend, dear friend that worked with me at Garfield named Joe Bland. I worked at Garfield for about two and a half years when I graduated high college. Mm -hmm. he's, he's like a legend at Garfield. You know, his paintings on the wall, before, this is before he passed, paintings on the wall, yeah. in, the, in the locker room. Like, he was like the gym manager, but he was like, just connected with so many people through the years. And then he died before my grandpa died. You know, so, so it's just like one after the other. Yeah, yes. it went to his funeral. You know, yeah. and he died of a, uh, I think, heart attack or, I think, yeah, heart attack. He had found out he had cancer. But, you know, yeah. The guy's position I took uh, at Garfield, not took, but the guy's position I got put in place to take, uh, to do at Garfield, mm -hmm. he died too. His his son, I was real close, we were close to his son who was going to the UW, his name Jalen Noel. And uh, uh, he, he's like an all American USA team, Team USA and all that. I'm close with, uh, I was close with his dad. And he was teaching me how to do things like camera, because I did the film for Garfield basketball mm -hmm. team. He taught me how to do all that, but he had cancer. And so he was dying, like, slowly. Yeah. We won the state championship my first year coaching there out of college. I got a ring, and he was there at the game, and he died, like, weeks after. That was, like, my first, like, experience. Kind of somebody kind of close to me. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, yeah. yeah. So how do, you, how do you start picking up the pieces, like, after all of that goes wrong, you know? Uh... like uh, I guess I start picking up the pieces by just continuing to get my mind more sharp spiritually mm. but like doing the right thing like fully doing the right thing you know like not just doing it halfway even when people are not looking doing the right thing you know? yeah I just mess with a whole bunch of females and all that stuff and that's like main thing with me which i've been like single for like a year and Isn't seven it nice? months, seven months it's cool yeah it's cool but because it gives you time to get yourself together yeah. and just figure out what you really want in a relationship anyway that and your career and what you're trying to do that too yeah you know which is like okay, now i'm at the point where it's like okay i want to be with somebody now like yeah like uh i want to work towards like marriage and then start a family stuff like that and buy a house and yeah so that's where my mind is right now but um but yeah you got the spiritual aspect i feel and you can't uh, focus on any outside things and keep a lot of things to yourself mm -hmm. so i learned to privacy keep yeah. a lot of things so don't be running and telling everybody what you're trying to do you know or uh, you know watch who you tell it to because um, everybody don't want to see you do good that is true yeah. make it, you know the universe yeah. but that's the hard part of living in this world now because social media is so like, you feel like you're missing out on something when you're not yeah. on it and then your businesses don't do as well when you're not promoting yourself or like telling other people like what's going on asking for help through those so how do you kind of balance keeping things to yourself and knowing when you need to tell people that hey i need help with this like this is the next step i want to take like do you well, have advice yeah um you're asking me yeah um, like what um, 
Well, I mean, uh, if you if you if you got to make money off it, and you got to promote yourself and market yourself, and like me, I do videos and all that stuff. I mean, I, I have to do that so I can you know get clients. Yeah. So I mean, in a sense, I mean, if you got to do that, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but if you want to watch what you say to people or what you put out there, um, I would say masters things yourself. And just watch, and just be careful who you're asking, and make sure the person you're asking is someone you trust, mm-hmm. and that's one that and that you feel um, wants to see you do well. You know. Yeah. And, you know, you can get in, you good intuition, good intuition. You yeah, trust it. Really yeah. trust it. Yeah. So that's what that's my thing. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, um, yeah, just, just keep good people around you that want to see you do well. And, uh, but I also noticed the. I've always been the type where I do things myself. I'm open to having help and the team and all that, but I'm just saying as far as like, so I can master things myself, and mm-hmm. I have to have somebody do stuff for me all the time. Yeah. You know, which is another, like I do everything, it's like, um, I just do it myself. Well, that's how you do that? I'm gonna learn my tip, teach myself how to do it. Yeah, and I mean, there's the internet. <laughs> you yeah. can learn so many things off of the internet. Or take a class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the next step for you, like in terms of your athletics program or your business? Um, Is it going to be just physical training or? I really want to focus more on basketball skills development. Yeah. Basketball is my passion because I've been playing since I was three. And I know a lot of people in the basketball world and I coached and played here and there and I'm connected with the community basketball community mm-hmm. I know basketball at the back of my hand football was more so just like I was good I was big yeah you could play yeah it was like okay so I just went out there you know yeah. and played and I just had to be good in a way you know so I didn't have a passion for football like I wasn't like studying film and training for football all my life mm-hmm. you know I was doing that for basketball watching basketball games that's all I did you know what I'm saying and people would just see me get bigger you know oh you should play football and then I ended up listening to other people instead of just <laughs> sticking to what I love yeah you know so well, my next step for me is just yeah well, trying to get this this development side going you know and this website mm-hmm. going for basketball skill development and hopefully uh, training like a lot of the top uh, you know, high school kids but like college guys yeah. pro guys you know and um there's some other opportunities that have arrived a couple of days ago that I'm thinking on, like, for coaching. Yeah? So, uh, yeah, I've been contacted. Speaking of which, how'd the game go yesterday? You had a um, game, right? Yeah, we had a, we had a game. Yeah. We had a game. It was it was cool. But that's just a, a pit stop where I'm thinking on, you know, if I really want to do that, you know. Anymore? Because of how everything is. Yeah. Can't go into detail, but because just some things, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so... Which is why I might just do my own thing. Um, so we'll see about that. But it's cool for the experience and yeah. and to see, you know, to see certain things and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so the training development stuff. Um, get my master's. I get that. And I got a, a two year program. Yeah, so my you're master's. almost done. Yeah, my master's in leadership. I got another Ooh. year left after this. Yeah. After June, after July, so I started in July. So I want to get that over with. Are you thinking PhD or no? Uh, my professor, you know, uh, you know, Doctor Afoya. Who? Doctor Afoya at Wazoo. He taught the African American literature. No. Oh, okay. He been pressing me to get my PhD. He was telling me that the whole time I was there, and I don't know about that yet. Yeah, it's like, well, he'd be called Doctor. 
<laughs> yeah, but if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna actually use it for something. That is true. And I don't want to be just called doctor and I ain't really like getting paid <laughs> the amount you know I'm supposed to. Thought, yeah. So I mean, I'm thinking about it, that's just an extra. Oh, that's a lot of money. I mean, then you could be a professor too. That would. I could continue with your teaching as well. You gotta take certifications and all that, right? Yeah, you do. See, I'm not a test taker. <laughs> really? I'm not a good test taker. Never what? Really. I'm not a really good test taker. I mean, I never really. I don't know why, especially when it's timed. Like, I, like for my teacher cert. Yeah. The reason why I didn't come a teacher, good uh, teacher, is because I didn't. I couldn't pass the exams. I just never been a good test taker. Like to become like a yeah. certified teacher, and but also I was working in the district and I just seen like I didn't want to teach. It's just like. I, even though I got a lot of teachers in my family and stuff, yeah. and I, I, res, I love teachers, but it's just for me, I felt like I'll be limiting myself. I'm just going to a classroom every day. Yeah, you I'm gotta not, have a love for it. Yeah, I'm not running yeah. my own business. I'm not. I'm. I'm under somebody. I'm like. It's just I just can't do the same thing all year <laughs> every day. Come in. Like, I give more more power to the teachers. And you know what I'm saying. So I just couldn't do that. That's not me. Yeah. So no, like, I I know what you're talking about because having like a nine to five, you start wondering if that's all there is at a certain point, and you you have to make a decision whether or not you want to make a life that you that you actually want to live. So yeah, yeah. it gets boring after a little bit. Yeah, so it was yeah, like, you need that excitement. Yeah, I was sitting in the school district. I was an IA, like because I help like um, EBD kids, emotional behavioral kids. Mm-hmm. I check on kids like class to class is what I do now. Yeah. And uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm just thinking, like, I do not want to be doing this. You know, I'm like, I'm good. So that's why I, I didn't do the master's program. That's good. Yeah. That's, at least like, you know. At least you you weren't like five years in and then wondering what you did with your life. Oh, it's my third year in the school district, and I'm. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so how'd you get into coaching, like the basketball team? Uh, at Garfield. Yeah. Well, the head coach there, well, okay, I was started off subbing in the school district. Mm. So one day I subbed at Garfield because my uncle, who's about to come with me, saying, he's a head of security at Garfield. He's 26. He's the head of security there now. Wow, that's a young uncle. Yeah, he started, he didn't, <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't go to college starting off, so he kind of started off working. So he's yeah. able to get that work experience. Mm -hmm. So he'd been at Garfield for about like four or five years mm -hmm. now. And uh, yeah, it's a young uncle. It's yeah, super story. young, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, so I subbed there, and uh, the school, like the principal and all, they found out I was there because mm -hmm. they know my mom and my family. They know, you know, and they, you know, we have a good reputation in the city. And so I, I went there, and I, they loved me there. Yeah. They found a way to get me there to work there. They were like, we want to hire you here. So uh, the head coach there used to coach me at Rainier Beach mm -hmm. High School. He's the head coach at Garfield now. And uh, I went to his office to check on him because I heard he was like, having some heart problems or something so uh and then he was like you want to coach me and then i was like and i know nothing about garfield like i knew yeah. about garfield but i'm from the south end i went to the beach so we didn't like garfield oh that was my mindset oh, okay but at the time it's like i'm a beach guy you know it's yeah like, there's a rivalry thing and uh so i was like yeah i was like yeah man i didn't know how good they were i didn't know Nobody on the team. I didn't just, I just knew it was Garfield. I was like, shoot, might as well start at high school. Went to the gym, checked them out. I didn't, I didn't think they were that good. And I was like, man, we're in your beach. We're going to smack these dudes. We're going to get smacked. And so then, as the game time went on, yeah, 
I started looking and learning and just being around the team and watching these dudes and they were really good and she took off and we won the state championship that same year. Wow. And I learned so much though. So that's how I got started because of Coach Haskins. He gave me the opportunity to get in the coaching world and mm-hmm. experience all that stuff and learn things. So that's how that happened. So in terms of like um, networking and meeting the right people, how, what would your advice be to somebody that's awkward and they just they don't know where to start? What would you tell them? Um, just know who you are and be yourself. Yeah. Just know who you are, be yourself, and believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, just that's 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 it. Just know who you are, and um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and take chances in life. Because um, if you're afraid and sit back, then you'll never know what can happen. You gotta take chances in life. You gotta be uncomfortable. If you don't know how to be uncomfortable, if you don't know how to make moves, like uh, if you're just hesitant, then you might as well just stop. Just to keep it real with you, you might as well just stop because you, you're not going to make it happen. There's, there's so many people our age in this Cali, New York, there's a competition out here and they all making moves. They, yeah. You know, their mindset is different. You got to have a mindset. You, you don't have a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. You just chilling. Like you just, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh. Going through the motions. <laughs> oh, I just did this. Oh, I'm just chilling. Oh, then you're not really having that hungry mindset. If you want the mindset of making things happen mm-hmm. for yourself, like making it happen, happen. You know, you gotta uh, have that and uh, have that and just know who you are. Just be yourself and know how to talk to people. Just build that's, relationships. That's a learned skill, though. It is. That one takes some practice. Yeah, you just got to get out there. Yeah. If you want to know how to do that, you just got to get out, put yourself out there in situations so you'll just learn as you go. Mm-hmm. People see you. It, it, it's not hard. You just, it could be a simple, hey, that's nice, you know? Yeah. It could be a, oh, you want to go out for coffee? Be at the club. You, you want to go to the club? Oh, go to the club. Hey, I'll buy you a bottle. Don't worry about it. I got it. Buy it. But don't even ask for no favors if you're trying to build a relationship with that person or, yeah. that, or they're connected somehow. Buy in a section of the bottle or something, but don't even ask for nothing else to say, you you guys good? All right. Yeah. And then after that, they would just remember. It's just an example, but they will remember that. And it's like, you've been in relationships people. Oh, man, that dude, oh, you're the dude that bought me a bottle. Oh. Yeah, he's hella nice. Yeah, he's they're sweet. talking to somebody. Oh, man, no, he's cool, man. He did this for mm-hmm. me. And then your word, it just goes on. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with your character and um, uh, image and Mm-hmm. all that stuff and that's what I take serious too because I always make sure I treat everybody people good I connect with people treat yeah. them good and if people don't have nothing good to say about me I really don't care I really don't care because you don't really know me so you can't let things bother you that you can't control just keep on moving have you noticed that your circle has gotten smaller ever since you kind of changed your lifestyle or yeah 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 because um uh, it's no disrespect to anybody else, but because just certain people uh, just don't think, can't think on your level yeah. as far as how you think. And it's not like an arrogant or cocky like type thing, but it's like you got to have people that are like-minded, if individuals that want to do what you want to do or are doing for themselves things on, you know, on a high level for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of dudes, the dudes I'm close to are most of my family, like Keenan and Mike and... 
like that. They're doing well for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, my other friends, like guys, boys down cool with, you know, they're doing well for themselves, but we ain't out doing crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? We ain't out clubbing, drinking, acting crazy, acting the food. We ain't disrespecting people. We ain't disrespecting women. We ain't, we ain't doing none of that. We all about empowerment and yeah. doing what we do best and making moves. Like, simple. I mean, it's not simple for all, all people, but it's just, you just gotta surround yourself with like-minded individuals if you're trying to grow. I can't grow if somebody sitting at home all day playing video games. <laughs> Bro, like, I can't mess with you. I can yes. just talk to you I from mean, a distance. You can have that every once in a while. No. Yeah. What? Not at all? No, you can time for that. I mean, no, I mean. You There's can, some people who use it you to do de-stress. It. Yeah, no, yeah. you can do it. My, like, my cousin and stuff, they, they play video games and stuff like that, so. Yeah. I mean, but if you're just doing it all the time, like, you ain't. Mm. really moving around like you ain't really I can see if you're chilling like okay yeah. after you're done handling business you're chilling playing video games or something like that or smoking whatever you want to do but um, we try to keep on moving we try to make moves at an early age too that's one of my goals is like to do a lot at and stop so you can enjoy life yeah, yeah. I mean that's point. probably what I have to work on yeah for our things I have to work on just, that's one of the things is stop and like enjoy life have fun Mm-hmm. Like I've never been out the country. I haven't done no vacation. Or really? Like Sizes be grinding so hard. So when do you take time for you? Like, do you is there self care? Do you just step back every once in a while and just be like, I'm just gonna shut off everything and do this to de stress. I've done that a lot after my grandpa died. Yeah. Cause it's like remember I say put things in perspective. Yeah. So I was like, I shut off things. I just, I'll just go chill. You know or. Uh, I mean, working out is something I do all the time. That's part of like a stress thing too. But yeah. when I don't work out, it's like but that's I your day. Stressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do need to do more. Like, you know, I want to treat myself more and stuff like that. But, yeah. Because um, what are you working for if you're not? Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have to do a lot more of that. I don't want to go on vacation and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of it is because though it's a referent. I'm not a lot of money. I don't not make a lot of money right now, but um, you know, that's gonna change soon. So I'm gonna prepare and plan. Try to go somewhere. You know, I'm gonna go get my passport and go somewhere. Go to Puerto Rico. Somebody told me DR. Ooh, that too. Yeah. yeah. I never even been to Canada. Really. What? I, I haven't either, so I can't even be. What? I haven't been to Canada, so. Okay. I've been planning a trip, though, with my sister. So, okay. we'll do that. Yes, I Oh, about the website. If you're going to um, put one up, you should check out Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah, they do e-commerce. Everything is wrapped up in a package, and it's like $12 a month or $26. I might check it. I'll do yeah. Wix.com. What? Wix.com. Wix.com. Okay, I think I've heard of that. Well, I don't know. I'm not. It's for free. It's free. You just, yeah. I don't know the extra details. I guess that's the, the e-commerce stuff. Is that like just extra things uh, to get your website out there or something? Oh no, it would be like they set up a shop for you online. Mm-hmm. So you could put as many products as you want, and you could. They have the checkout process and everything done for you. Just put in your information. So it's super easy, super quick. Um, and they have a lot of templates. It's really, it, I think it took me like a day to have my whole website done. And I just did that out of Starbucks. So I was like, You oh. did your website by yourself? Yeah. It's so easy. Squarespace is like a lifesaver. So 
Let's see, I'll check that out too. I, mean, I used to have like GoDaddy before yeah. and I used GoDaddy for my URL. Yeah. Dot com and all yeah. That. yeah. But it's it's wonderful. So check that out. Um, so anything else you would like to add? Some advice to the youngins? Since we're getting so old now? Uh just have a just have a plan. Have a vision. Hmm. Believe in your vision. And uh just make that happen. And you gotta be spiritual grounded, spiritually grounded, whatever you believe in. Yeah. Buddhist, Hinduism, yeah, whatever you believe in, and I'm open to all religions. That's so, good because it's all the same thing, really. It is, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, because a lot of us in the, don't get lost in the sauce. That's kind of hard not to do, though. I think that's a that's a right, almost a rite of passage at that, at this point. Like yeah. it has to happen for you to know that that's not. Has, has to happen, but some people get lost and they just get lost they, forever. Yeah. yeah, they don't really. They're like giving signs and they ignore them because they're just they're so paying other, other things that don't matter. Yeah. So I think that's another thing. Just don't get lost in the sauce. And oh, that'll be the title for this episode. Don't lost get lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. You, you get pulled and tugged so many ways and and it's like uh, you know the little swirly thing, the black and white swirly thing. It's like you're in a trance yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> for instance it's like you're listening to a rap song that ain't talking about nothing and you dancing to it but you don't know what the words are saying but you like the beat but you lost yeah. and the word and you lost in the song but this, yeah. the words is something crazy young thug or something like that. you're talking about some crazy stuff but you you dancing to it you know what i mean yeah i mean i like young thug and stuff like that but <laughs> i don't listen to a, i don't put a lot of things in my mind that don't matter I've heard a lot about controlling what goes into your mind changes a lot of your life and yeah. a lot of your decisions. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm listening to rap, rap and all that stuff too, but I watch how I watch what I put in my mind. Do you listen continuum. to like more old school stuff or? I listen to people who talk about things. It's just yeah. like Kendrick, J. Cole. Okay. Most Def. Yeah. I listen to a lot of old school stuff. stuff yeah. Marvin Gaye, Charlie Wilson. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of old school things too. Um, but also be open to people. Yeah, that one's hard though because it, it you have to trust people. You have to trust yourself enough to trust people. Yeah, so. be open to people. Be open to how people are in their ways and how they see and view things, mm-hmm. and accept it. And also be um, open to um, other people's beliefs. Yeah. So that's another reason. Another thing that. I, I've grown to do, you know, over the years and stuff like that. Expand your mind and mm-hmm. do things that you're that that makes you uncomfortable. I think that's a that's another thing. So I see uh, a lot of young black black women and men. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well, to me, there's a lot, especially out here, that are they're they're scared to just jump out and do what, what's uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, that's when great things happen. That is true. That's how this started, actually. Really? Well, yeah. Tell me about that. So, uh, <laughs> how did it start? No, I was just tired of not trusting people, and this is a way for me to start talking to people and form that connection with people again, and just because I feel like I was getting too far into being by myself because you you stop trusting people, 
And this is a good way to believe in people again. So, yeah. People could be faking it, too. They could be. They could be, but you just hope that they don't. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah, definitely check off of this. This is good. You can get a little studio. Get, I know. You can get, like, you got a photographer? I am a photographer. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I figured that. See the page. <laughs> I, got, I was about to bring my photographer with me. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a photographer with me. I'm going to bring him, but he's busy. He's doing another podcast called The Blow Up. They're Wait, no, this guy followed me on um, Instagram. Mo, Mo Better? Yeah, that's my guy. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I sent him your, uh, I sent him your uh, screenshot of your thing. Oh, he's lit. His work is really good. Yeah, I was about, yeah. To, I was about to say you guys can connect, but he was busy today. That's my guy. He's real cool people. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, he's cool people. But uh, yeah, you definitely do well with this. You know, get people's um, personal uh, life stories and yeah things like that it's not i don't really know the podcast I, I don't really listen to podcasts a lot but i know about it i know how big it's starting to become mm-hmm. like there's like sports podcasts and things like that uh, like the blow up i think they focus more on like uh, uh, music artists and things like that mm-hmm. but i never heard one like this so that's good especially if you can get people that on here that um that are kind of like on the come up or like yeah people don't know about you that's know that's what saying, i was trying city. to do just people that can inspire other people to do the same things because it takes a lot and we don't have a lot of us in our like little community so yeah yeah it's a good way to know that people are doing something and starting somewhere yeah but thank you let's go you're welcome yeah (laughs) all right you want to tell them where they can follow you what you're going to be doing what they should look out for you can follow me on uh, Instagram, NLA Training, and my new page now, Fly Above Development, and I'll be uh, forming a website and uh, eventually creating a clothing line. I got some shirts made. Uh, got to get more of them made, but uh, there's a shirt on there. You guys can see kind of just like a shirt. And what I'm trying to do um, that slowly is going to come about, and uh, yeah, just look out for me and. Uh, Hopefully, my other opportunities, you know, you guys can be a part of my other opportunities that are coming up pretty soon, decisions that I have to make, and, yeah. Ooh, get it started. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you, Lydia. Alright. Okay, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, next Friday, same time, same place, new episode. So, if you enjoyed this conversation, please go leave me a review on the iTunes store. And if you could go check out kingdomsinthewild.com, we have a writer submission starting in March, so get some information, get prepared. Also, you can check out my website, elshampole.com, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at elshampole. Also, slide in my DMs. You know I need those questions. Send them my way. All right, till next time.